0: There's been an explosion in, um, in need for solutions like StrikeGraph. And therefore, there are a fair number of solutions in the marketplace you know, that have cropped up. And really, if, if you're mapping the marketplace, one of the things that I'll say is that you're going to see some solutions out there that are very much a security checklist. So, so they skip over the design freedom that you might need. And they go right to, hey, implement these 120 security practices, you know, and then um, and we're going to dictate to you what those are. And we we believe that all companies have the same set of security practices. That works good for a very tiny organization that's just getting started, maybe three to five people that are very early on. It, It could work for you, but very quickly you find that. There's complexity and nuance to your product and your customers and what they need, and you need to take control of what that security practice is. And so that's where you tend to um, to kind of move more towards where StrikeGraph wants to provide this flexibility to design your security practice and then measure that against the different standards that might exist out there. The other thing that we're going to see is we're going to see more standards. It's it's not going to stop, right? Like. I don't think anyone is going to say, and we see this with our customers all the time, they might, in North America, they might start with a SOC 2. But fairly quickly, they get a health tech customer and they're like, oh, we have to do HIPAA now as well. Or we're breaking into the EU and we want to do ISO 27001 now as well. Or for example, we just launched this quarter a um, standard called TSACs which is an automotive supplier standard, and Audi and you know BMW and all these guys have decided that all their suppliers are going to have to be TSACs audited and certified. And so we're seeing new standards introduced into the marketplace all the time. And you're not going to be able to handle this on a standard by standards basis. You're going to need to start from a, what is my security posture and how well does that map into the new standard that I'm dealing with? So that is one thing that's going to continue to happen with this marketplace. It's not going to change, we don't think. Um, the other thing that we think is going to happen in this marketplace is that software is going to take over a lot of what is doing being done by hand. And I'll give you a statistic that um, I think really highlights how big a delta there is. In our analysis, when we were looking to develop StrikeGraph, in in 2019, $100 billion was spent globally on non-financial audits and audit services. And that's exactly the kind of process auditing that StrikeGraph solves for. Uh, both as uh, implementation for the organization, as well as testing and certification on the other side. Now, of that hundred billion, only nine to fifteen billion was actually being spent on software. So we have an eighty billion dollar consultative industry that is very expensive, very slow, and and very reticent to change. <laughs> And software is going to eat into that rapidly. You know, we're going to see that happen. We've seen it with other industries where the spend is 50% or 75% on software and consulting is less and less. And in truth, we have less and less resources, the human capital to put towards it. There's a cliff happening in the United States for certified public accountants where we are not getting new certified public accountants into the industry. And we've seen audit firms double. Uh, or more their prices just because they can't hire the talent to go and service the customers that they have that want to do work. So software has got to eat into that space. And then the third thing is that um, I know that there's a lot of like – Chatter about AI lately, and I I think I've been through a couple cycles of this with AI and machine learning. You know, I did some back in '99, 2000. We did some in 2006. (laughs) We we had a company in uh, 2014 that was doing a lot of machine learning AI work that was a lot of fun. And um, I see the same thing. Like we're building more and more intelligent software. You know, for StrikeGraph, we're investing heavily in how AI does the testing on the security processes um, so that it, it can just be a more effectively delivered assessment at the end of the day. Um, and I think that there's a lot of opportunity for more intelligent machine learning tools and data-driven tools, algorithmic tools uh, that are going to eat into what was happening with consultants. That's that's where we're going to see the traction. So more standards are coming. I'm sorry. Um, the... Auditor prices are going up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh and the software is coming along very quickly to help resolve some of those gaps. Yeah.
1: Great. Right. Yeah. I mean, really a lot to to unpick there. Um, I'd say definitely with the software coming in. Um always one of the number one priorities for CISOs is uh automation piece, isn't it? You know, future proofing. Yeah. Automation, uh, you know, making things kind of uh, uh, as simple as possible or taking that human error out of it. Um, it It's definitely interesting to see, you know, uh, the AI elements developing as well. I mean, there's a big difference to maybe back in 2014 when it was machine learning, pattern recognition, things like that. But now it's it's definitely come on leaps and bounds to the extent where now they're saying, well, maybe we should pump the brakes on how <laughs> right. so, because that, those 80 billion consultants might actually <laughs> genuinely end up uh, out of a job and chat gpt or, or an iteration of that will uh, will take over once it lands how to pass all those uh consultant exams <laughs> yeah
0: well i think what we hope to see is that experts in the space get the tools they need to make better decision making you know, mm-hmm. so certainly even in our testing and audit practice, there is a human in the loop, right? Like we have ISACA yes. credentialed CSAs reviewing all the results of the testing that comes out, which, you know, that's the insurance of efficacy and whatever the yes. assessment requirements are, we've got to meet that. Otherwise we can't validly deliver an audit or certification at the same time, making them less error prone and more efficient is in everybody's best interest, including themselves.
1: Yeah, so it's it's almost a quality control step. Um, uh, You know, everyone's like, oh my God, you know, AI is going to replace all of our jobs. Um, (laughs) And it's not really that the the difference uh, or or the differentiation is between, like, take law firms, for example. It'll be the law firms that are working in tandem with AI using that are going to stand out over the ones who aren't um yeah and that's going to be kind of the, the new standard. so i imagine it'll probably be the same in uh, these other industries as well in security especially um, yeah i
0: i have an example i i like for that one the 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 longest history we've had with modeling and prediction is in weather and right. if you want to if you want to see where i think all this ai work is going brought you know across any industry is The place I like to look is um, the role of the offshore navigator in sailboat racing. You know, Mm -hmm. here is someone who has been dealing with models and predictions for a long time. They're not eliminated from the team. As a matter of fact, what they're dealing with is six or seven different modeling techniques inside the boat while it's actively trying to make decisions, that they're trying to balance the inputs from these different models and predictions, these AI tools together, the current, mm-hmm. the wind, you know, what's what's happening halfway across the world and when they're going to be there, what they're going to be dealing with. And so I think we're gonna see that more often, right? Like here are four or five different tools or prediction or reports that I'm kind of balancing as I make an assessment, and an adjustment to our directionality uh I, I think that's what we'll see you know broadly with these systems yeah
1: yeah just the ability to kind of extrapolate things a lot more into the future and um so some computations that uh, <laughs> <you> know, our mere mortal minds yeah
0: well you know computer used to be a human Right. And uh, actually, I just read a third body problem, which was awesome. But they talk about organizing humans on a large scale to run processing techniques, because each human in a unit has a particular equation or function that they perform data in, data out. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we've just we've just tried to move it along at light speed as opposed to human communication speed. (laughs) Did you read that in Chinese? no. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not even not even close to that talented. But what a great, what a great, uh, what a great book! I thought it was really insightful, yeah, and intriguing.